North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC Raleigh. And I'm John Hinton. And we're absolutely stoked to throw the static to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. We are back. We are better than ever. It's true. On 88.1 WKNC, Benjamin Ditton, John Hinton coming at you live. And we could not be more excited to be back on air after an entire summer of not being on air. Right, right. It's our senior year, by the way. We're getting old. Yeah. Turning into adults, graduating, hopefully, hopefully graduating in May. Oh, yeah. You're, you're on track for May? On track, yes. Yeah, that's right. Because it was, it was up there that you might leave me in December, but then like you decided May was that's definitely right. better. That's right, yeah. I could have um, pushed myself hard, but I don't like to do that. So <laughs> I'm going to graduate radio. in May, yeah. But How was your summer, John? Uh, it was good. Uh, a lot of working. A lot of working. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a swim coach. Um, taking a lot more responsibility with my job there. Um, yeah, just coaching a lot. Uh, really enjoying my time. Happy to only have one more year of school. How about you? How's your summer? My summer was pretty good. Um, me and John got a townhouse now, so we have two stories. Yes. Which is like, obviously, next level. Two dudes literally. living together. It's awesome. <laughs> we have a good gaming <laughs> setup. We got two TVs, two consoles. Yes. Got a table. It's, Pretty it's cool. a really sweet setup. Oh, yeah. All the necessities. Yeah. And, yeah. A, and like a nice refrigerator. Yeah, that's good. We do have toilets as well. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on the docket but, for today's show? Uh, um, well, we're going to preview a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of the seasons haven't really gotten going, but we are going to talk a lot of NFL preseason, Panthers, college football, uh, women's gymnastics, women's tennis, wrestling, Swimming and diving, and a lot of soccer because men's and women's soccer have, their seasons have kicked off. For Heck NC State. yeah, man! Heck oh, yeah. yeah! I'm more excited for the kickoff of soccer season than I am a football season. Mm. Keep me at 100 with you, John. A, we're way better at both men's and women's soccer than we are at football. And that's, B, that's true. The yes. games are more fun to go to. Yes, because they're not just noon games yeah, scheduled in the burning sun. Yeah, well, which are our first three football games are 12, 12, and 12.30. I mean, were you surprised to see that? No, I wasn't, but I'm still mad. I am Still too. very mad because I work till 2.30 on a Saturday. I would kill to go to a 3.30 football game. I would like to go to an evening football game because yeah, night football too. games are just better. Yeah, I agree. But enough about football. Soccer season is starting up. We're going to start you off with the not as good team. We're going to start you off with the men's team because the women's team is just balling out as they always do. Yes. But the men's, uh, we had an exhibition against UNC, which was not ranked number one. They were ranked number six, but we still had the same result. We came away with a two-to-one two uh, win. Greg Kafer is in his third season as a coach for us, as always, and after two consecutive NCAA appearances and 10 consecutive for him, actually, because he had eight consecutive at USF where he was coaching before. Mm-hmm. We're actually ranked number 26 in the coaches' poll just outside of the top 25 Looking to have another strong season building off of our tournament appearance last year where we lost to Maryland 
in the second round of the NCAA tournament, but uh, we got a lot of faith that they'll get back to the tournament, advance past the second round, get to the Sweet 16. Yeah, this is definitely a tournament team, one of uh, a few tournament teams for the fall sports in NC State. Our second exhibition game was a 2-1 to win over VCU. We did not trail in either of our exhibitions. We outshot VCU 12-5, uh, to and we got our first goal from Jamie Smith, who scored from uh, 25 yards out on a free kick in the 30th minute to make it one to nothing. Yeah, VCU tied it in the 68th, but we got the winner in the 88th minute. Uh, Gabe Machado had a corner kick that Smith headed in to keep in play, and it bounced off of a defender into the net for an on-goal. So, so, yeah, go ahead. Two goals for Jamie Smith as a defender. Yeah, not bad. That He might not score the rest of the season except probably on corners or free kicks, actually, if he's really executing those well. Cause I, I guess so. I yeah. forgot last year we had a kid who was a senior who took the free kicks, and I think he scored twice or three times. Like He was really good at the free kick, so that would make sense why we have someone new doing it now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if you're not excited already about going to watch NC State soccer, there is a man, a very good soccer player you need to watch, David Loera. For NC State, in case you weren't listening to the show last year, is just an absolute beast. And it's not just us that are saying that. Mm-hmm. Top Drawer Soccer, the main media organization for soccer, has ranked him as number two mm-hmm. on the top 100 players to watch in the country. Number two, David Loera. I don't think he's 5'8". I really don't. <laughs> I don't think he reaches that. But this man... No, nah, he plays very quick. Plays he very quick and small. Controls the game. He's had he had three goals last year. All of them were game winners. He had um eleven uh I think seven assists. And for his career, he started through two years, thirty eight games, four goals, twelve assists. So those numbers aren't gaudy by any measure. But to truly appreciate what David Loera does on the field, mm-hmm. you have to watch him. He controls the game. At He's like mid. a point guard uh, for the soccer team. He doesn't have to score thirty points or get fifteen assists to really make a difference. He just controlling, setting the tone, being a good defender. He's easily our most important and our best player. For sure. And he does exactly what he wants on the soccer field. He never looks flustered or not out of control. He's just running in circles around everyone. His ball skills are incredible. Like, he can dribble through. His um, game-winning goal against UNC dribbled through six people across the whole soccer field because he was tired of facilitating, which he always is looking to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, just, it, was, it was just amazing. He's a really fun player to watch if you have not seen him play yet. Now, those two were just exhibition games, even though uh, we won them. Still, you know, fun to win them. But we do start the season with three straight home games. The first is tomorrow night on Dale Soccer Field at 7 against Loyola. I am planning to attend that game. I've been looking forward to the start of the season for a long time. Once again, the soccer games are just great to go to. Great for the whole family as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the non-revenue sports do get a good turnout with, uh, like, I guess, regular fans you could call, like non-students coming to the game, but some of them don't get as many students. Like right. women's basketball doesn't get as many students as like they should or could, except for mm-hmm. the really big games. And soccer is another one of those. A lot of families come and watch the games, but then students don't come as often. But I, I bet it'll be full tomorrow night for a season opener because it's mm-hmm. right on campus. You can just walk to the game. Yeah. It's, it's a really fun environment, too. It's like It feels like... A high school football environment, which is arguably better than a college environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's there. They care. I'm not just there to get drunk. It's like, it's like a family. <laughs> like a family, exactly. Speaking of getting drunk at football games, we'll talk about that a little bit oh, later. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that, yeah. <laughs> but moving on to the slightly better, but still, and also no no shade to the men's team, but the women's team is also really good this mm-hmm. year. And their season actually already started, but we're going to start you off in the chronological order 
as things happened, we were ranked 21st in the preseason coaches poll, and we got a 4-2 to exhibition win over College of Charleston earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Ziara King had two goals and an assist. She is a senior. She was has been our best player for the past two years. She's a preseason All-ACC member and is on the top drawer soccer best 11 third team for the preseason. See, she is criminally underrated nationally. Criminally yes. underrated. Like, David, David Loera is very good when you watch him, and then nationally mm-hmm. he gets this recognition. CR King doesn't get the third team. Third team. <laughs> this girl, all she does is score goals when she's in the game. And I don't know we, enough about like women's soccer outside of NC State to say whether she's underrated or not, but I will say she's our best and most important player. There's no doubt about that. Well, yeah, okay. That is a fair take. Yes. So we open That's the season. That's all my takes. They're fair takes. Maybe. Maybe. Very true. We'll see. Fair so. Takes. The men's team is doing three home games to open the season. The women is are starting on a four-game road swing. Two games versus ranked teams, the first of which was against number 15 South Carolina, and we did come up short, falling to the Gamecocks 2-1. to one. Yeah, we took the lead in the first half. Um, Chrissy Schuster scored in the 21st minute, but South Carolina had two second-half goals really quick out of the gate to take control of the game and just lock it in from there. Yeah, we only got six shots and only two on goal for the rest of the game, um, so we were not able to get the equalizer. But up next, we went to number seven in the country, mm-hmm. Georgetown, and came away with a 3-1 to victory. Yeah, it broke a 24 home game unbeaten streak for the Georgetown Hoyas. We led, uh, or we were led by two second-half goals from Ziara King, of Who course. Else? And it's the first time since 2016 that Georgetown allowed more than one goal to an opposing player on their home field. It was an opposing team. They I mean, hadn't let, that's what I meant. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole team yeah. had not scored more than once against Georgetown in three years, John. Mm-hmm. And Ziara King goes in there and just drops two of them yes. on them in a half. Okay? This is who we're dealing with. This mm-hmm. this woman is just a beast on the soccer field. But Georgetown actually did score first in the game in the 34th minute. But Tori Staratova tied the score just 40 seconds later off of a penalty kick. And then Ziara King came out. And scored twice in the second half to just put the Hoyas away. Mm-hmm. Put them away. Put the number seven team away. In Our the would-be next team was George Washington, but that got canceled. You might think, oh, weather. Could have been a storm. It was just a scheduling conflict that they figured out the week of the game. Good job, George Washington. How do you, as a university, have a game scheduled and not realize there's a scheduling conflict until the week of the game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a school like George Washington probably doesn't care about their athletics that much, to be honest. They probably just care about like who was first. Oh, wow. Haha, very funny. Yeah. So for those of you non-history buffs, <laughs> oh George Washington was our first yeah, president. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah, this is great radio. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> it's just trying to inform people of things they may not may not have known about, you know? We do play Monmouth uh, this Friday at 7 p.m. in New Jersey. So, again, starting off with a road stand, we'll come back and have some home games very soon after that. Just a quick note for George Washington out there. If you'll notice, for any George Washington people listening, we have a men's and a women's game at the same time. So we scheduled them for different places. Yep. That's how that works, George Washington. It's called event planning. Yeah. They should learn. <laughs> we'll learn you at NC State about how to plan the events. 
All right, so let's talk a little bit about swimming and diving. NC State had a really big summer. Uh, they, we won too many medals. I'm not even going to go like list them because that's just bad radio just to list it and talk for like seven or eight minutes. We don't do bad radio. But uh, we definitely not. <laughs> um, but we had many athletes win medals at university games, uh, Phillips 66 National Championships, and Pan Packs in Peru. We also had Wolfpack Elite competing at Senior Champs. And they finished, uh, I believe, third overall with only a few athletes. Um, this year, it's it's going to be more of the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Expect an ACC championship from the men and the women, barring any surprises. Uh, Louisville has the potential to challenge us for an ACC championship, um, honestly. But besides that, the women are getting better. Um, we Most of our talent... Uh, were underclassmen last year mm-hmm. and are coming in as underclassmen this year. How many Olympians do you think we could possibly or realistically mm-hmm. have on this team? For the United States, um, we have about eight or nine potential Olympians, mm-hmm. and I'd say about five or six for other countries. So the I'd say the highest number you'd see for NC State is probably 10. Mm-hmm. 10 we're gonna have a lot of trial swimmers um obviously because a lot of swimmers make trials but yeah I, I i could see a lot of our um a lot of our swimmers on the women's team getting onto relays mm-hmm. whether or not they're you know swimming individual events but um it's gonna be fun to watch yeah and we're probably gonna see a couple of former nc state players um like anton ipson or hannah moore are probably gonna be in the oh Olympics, definitely yeah for sure so. absolutely vizias is um on the greek team of course as well yeah and he's still here mm-hmm. probably gonna win a third straight national yep. championship ryan held will be on the um on the wolfpack team um obviously i mean the usa team do you know if soren Dahl is still like actively swimming or did he go into coaching full-time i actually don't know Okay, because I know I saw him around the pool and he was helping NC State with some coaching and stuff, so I don't know if he's still training. He might be training with Wolfpack Elite, which is the club team for alumni that they have so that um, their alumni can keep training and stay like locally and work with their coaches and still you know, swim for Team USA. Last time around, I think we only had four, and they were all on the men's side. We didn't have any Olympic um, swimmers for the women's side. I think it was Dahl, Vazias, Held, and uh, Ibsen. Mm-hmm. I think were the were the guys that were swimming. I could see um I could see Julia Poole having a really strong summer mm-hmm. next year, maybe uh potentially qualifying on a relay. Uh Kylie Perry, Kylie Alons, uh Kate Moore, mm-hmm. all names that will be at trials, could potentially be, you know, on the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be exciting. When is the Olympics? That might be a dumb question. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty? Yep. Class of twenty twenty, baby. Yep. So um Trials will be probably, I think, I think they're in May, like right around we graduate. I'm going to look it up real quick. All right. Well, while he does that, that's all we have for swimming. As you know, John does a lot more talking when it comes to swimming because yes. he is a swim coach. <laughs> this is what John knows about. All right. They're in early June, early June. But yeah. So we'll funny. know by uh, next summer. Who is qualified for the um, the Olympic trials. Yeah. We won't even be doing the show then. We'll be graduated. I know. But the schedule was posted today for NC State swimming. Uh they open the competitive season with a dual meet against South Carolina. That's on October 25th. That's a home meet Friday at 4 if you want to go support. And then they have a a good um, quad meet with some SEC teams, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Missouri, and Arkansas. That's going to be, you know, some good challenges. Now, I know you've been to some NC State meets. What What is it like, the like the KC Natatorium there? Like, what kind of atmosphere is there? Does it fill up? 
I mean, honestly, I am not a big fan of NC State's pool. Really? I'm really not. Yeah, I've been to um, quite a few other, not quite a few. I've been to a, a couple other like college pools and seen college meets there, and it will fill up. People go to watch the meets, but the pool itself is very old. So you're saying and for the swimmers, it's not as good, but for the fans, for the fans, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah, for the fans, it's a lot of fun. As a swimmer, like, and as a coach who has seen my athletes swim in that pool. Not not a big fan of it. <laughs> Just got to be honest. But the fans that are listening, you guys should go because it is be a lot of fun. You should go. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So, All I'm saying, I'm advocating for NC State getting a new swimming pool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not the only one, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Is, uh, is that everything we have for swimming? Pretty much, yeah. All right. So we'll move, be back with more later. Moving on to wrestling. The season hasn't started, but we did have um, some international competition. Red, sir, red shirt. Freshman mm-hmm. Trent Hydley um, was in his first international tournament, tournament, the Junior World Championships, and he got the uh, bronze medal and um, won the third place match three, three a nine to nothing. If I yeah. could get yeah. all of this out and just say it clearly <laughs> and concisely without error, yeah, he's the brother of Hayden Hydley, you know, a standout wrestler for NC State. Obviously, uh, he's won a national championship. He was runner-up runner freshman up, year. Runner-up freshman year. And, and this year he finished, finished fifth. Fifth. Yeah. But top five in the country two yeah. years in a row. Elite wrestler at 157. So his brother's coming in, won a medal. He went 4-1 and one overall at Junior World Championships, outscoring his opponents 38-5. to five. That kind of sucks. Like, to just dominate, he only got five points, so most of them probably were in the game that he wasn't able, that he did lose in the final four mm, to not get I guess to the finals. So. Yeah, but anyway, we're excited to have him wrestling um, with his brother. Could be his cousin, but it is most likely his brother. We have yet to confirm that. They're both from Pennsylvania. Their last name is Hydeley, and they're both really good wrestlers. Yeah. So we're not going to say for sure they're brothers, but it's just a hypothesis on our part. Um, other news for NC State athletes really showing out this summer in women's tennis. Anna Rogers and followers of the program know her name because we talk about her every week because of how good she is. She actually won the ITA Summer Nationals Championship over that was happened over the summer, as is indicated in the name. She won five matches over four days and did not lose a set until the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So absolute domination by Anna Rogers getting a national championship when we didn't even we weren't going to classes. Right. She's out there getting national <laughs> championships, man. Yeah, look for for her to have a really strong season this year. Um Whenever tennis starts, I'm not sure exactly when. It I starts. think it starts late, March. like in October or something. Oh, like October. That. I okay. think they have like some exhibitions in the. That's fall. right. Yeah, that's right. They have fall exhibitions. I think so. Season in the spring. I could be wrong. I probably should have checked. You're but probably wrong. I mean, it's it's <laughs> definitely a possibility that I am. I'm not going to say I'm right for sure, but I could be wrong. But moving on to another not sport actually happening right now, but the athletes are doing great things for the gymnastics team. Special shout out to them. They had nine. Nine academic All-Americans, which requires them to have a 3.5 GPA or higher. Yeah, and we're going to list those names. Uh, Melissa Booker, Drew Grantham, Lauren Kent, Haley Mesmer, Victoria Prati, Meredith Robinson, Alexis Shepard, Maggie Tamburo, and Haley Zaret. So if y'all are listening, congrats for just working your butts off mm-hmm. to excel on and off the, uh, I guess, mat or beam or uh, the floor. Floor. Yeah. What's the other one? Uneven bars. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> mat, bars, beam, or floor. In the gym. Yes. We'll put it that way. That would have been a way better mm. way to subscribe to 
Describe that, John. Yes, it would. Yeah. Also, saying describe instead of subscribe. You can subscribe to this to this uh, show by listening every week on Thursday, or you could just tune in. Yes. Stop looking true. at me like that, John. All mm. right. Our last thing for the non-revenue sports: we have volleyball. Not a lot of news happening over the summer, but our season does start tomorrow. So if you're on campus and you're like, I want to go to a game. Good news is you got two options, and you can mm-hmm. go to both. We have a game at 1 p.m. against Austin P, and then a game at 7 p.m. against Kansas State. And we have a couple of, like, if you're thinking about should I stay or should I go, it's dollar hot dogs at the Austin P game yes. promotion. So that's great if you're bringing the family. You know, you can feed everybody for relatively cheap. And then also at 7 p.m., the kids like autographs, so the team will be signing autographs after their 7 p.m. game against Kansas State. So we're wishing the ladies good luck in the upcoming season. Come support the pack. All right, that is all we have for all the non-revenue sports. And normally, we just take the song break and we play you a song that like, we kind of heard, but I'm actually going to play you a song that I really like. So if you guys don't like this song, I'm going to take personal offense to it. Your mom. What? My mom won't like it? Probably not. Maybe. She'll call you after the show and say, I didn't like the song. Well, my mom calls me after the show and tells me what I think, what she thinks of the show, which I appreciate. Honest feedback is <laughs> is really good. But I guess she might not like the song. But it is a Swedish rock band called Eclipse. And this song came out this year, and it is an absolute banger. It is called Viva La Victoria. And I'm going to play it for you right now. We'll be right back on 88.1 WKNC.
Back is Live Sports Show. Benjamin Denton, John Hinton. That was Viva La Victoria by Eclipse. You're song welcome. Benji really likes. I like it too. I put it on my workout playlist. Which was touching to my heart. Yes. Most I only ever- have 2,000 songs on there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How many songs do you have on there? Um, Honestly, uh, 164, I think. Really? Quite a few. Yeah. Okay, so like 1%. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it, honestly. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk some NC State football. And in twenty nineteen, you can't talk NC State football without talking about beer being Hell sold yeah. at the games. Talking about beer. So it's the first year that NC State will allow alcohol sales at football games, which I think is a good idea, but it needs to be implemented well. That's all I'm gonna say. Because I've seen too many people pass out in the stands mm-hmm. in the student section and i don't want that happening every single game well i think beers are going to be running like seven eight to nine dollars i saw that yeah i saw the price list it was eight or nine dollars yeah and the toughies by the way this is the first show since they've had toughies toughies is good john you're 21 and yes. a connoisseur toughies is good is that the review the review is good yes it's either thumbs up or thumbs down. I give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up for Tuffy's. That's not yeah. sponsored. That's not. <laughs> that's just John who like drinks beer sometimes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought John you were, were going to say drink beer a lot. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold up now. Yeah, hold up. Now, you only hold drink up. beer sometimes. But yeah, Tuffy's is a thumbs up for NC State. But yeah, you can get that. You can get what? White Claw? Yeah, no <laughs> laws when you're drinking claws. Well, there are some laws. You will have to show ID to get a White Claw <laughs> at the at the football game. But, no, bro, it's no laws when you're drinking so claws. beer sales start 90 minutes before kickoff, and they stop at the end of the third quarter, which I personally think they should stop after halftime. Really? Yes. What if the game is just not that good and you like need something to cope? That's, I think, a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think stopping it at halftime will prevent people from uh, drinking and driving, which is obviously a huge problem, and... Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, I saw online that drinking and driving has gone down like 35% since mm-hmm. like the rise of Uber and Lyft. Yes. That's incredible. And people still do it. It's unreal. Yeah. That is unreal. Yes. But like, I like it to is. focus yes. on the positive. You're right. Yes. It is a lot of positive. But, yep. all right. Moving on from beer sales. We have a new starting quarterback. Matt McKay. Eminem. That's what I'm going to call him. I just came up with that. Quarterback Eminem. That's that's original? I I just said it. So it might be, it might not be. Someone might go by that. But, Who knows? Yeah, probably. Um, we got ECU in the first game. Making up for didn't it get rained out last year or something? With the hurricane, wasn't it? That's right. No, no, no it was West Virginia, right? They oh, got West rained Virginia out with the hurricane, yeah. And then we replaced with the ECU game. Yeah, because that the the reason that we're playing them back to back years is because we played them last year to replace the West Virginia game, which we're also playing this year. So I still don't get how that works. Well, that'd be a home and home is probably the contract we signed with West Virginia. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. You're right. It's usually how it works. You're right. I can't believe it. It's usually (laughs) how it works, uh, John. So ECU is a new coach. Uh, Mike Houston, he coached at James Madison. They won uh, multiple Division II football championships. They uh, actually played us last year, lost 24-13 in a game that was actually a lot closer than the final score. Yeah, it really was pretty close. It really was was very close. It was a noon kickoff, and it was hot. Yeah. That's what I remember from that game, John. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So Coach Houston, he is a little familiar with us, uh, playing us last year. Um 
Like we said, Matt McKay, starting quarterback. Emeka Amizi, number one receiver. Uh, and Ricky Person Jr., number one running back. So all new starting skill positions for the Wolfpack since we lost Gillespie, Finley, Kelvin Harmon, and Jacoby Myers to the NFL draft. So how do you think that offense fares? Like, completely new. And Garrett Honestly, Bradbury, the best center in the country. Yes, Garrett Bradbury gone too. Now, I think um, I think our offensive line is going to struggle a little bit with Garrett Bradbury, but I don't think they'll be bad. I think mm-hmm. uh, Ricky Person Jr., he missed some games last year due to injury, but he's going to be a good back. He showed that he... Um, he can get yardage. Mm-hmm. You know, he can he can play the running back position. Amizi's had some spectacular catches in the past couple of years. And he has. This is junior season, right? So I think this is when he steps up. You know, becomes the number one guy. And I like I like that Matt McKay won the starting job because he's a redshirt sophomore and he can have three years to develop as NC State's quarterback. Yeah, the stories coming out of camp was that it was actually like three ways. It was still pretty close. Mm-hmm. So. My next question would be, do you think that Bailey Hockman or Dennis Leary, the redshirt freshman, see any action versus ECU? Now, I could see Bailey Hockman seeing some action. I don't think Dennis Leary will. I think um, they might uh, want him to redshirt again. You can redshirt more than once? I'm pretty sure that you can redshirt okay. twice. But you have to like uh, appeal for a waiver or something like that. But it's been done multiple times. Okay. Uh, Finley actually redshirted twice because he redshirted once at Boise State. And then... Um, I think he redshirted at NC State his first year. Okay, well, I'll take or your Or something word for like it. that, something like that. But um, I can see Bailey Hogman getting a few minutes if the game's not close. I think uh, if it's a good game, um, I think we'll probably keep Matt McKay in there, see what he can do in a close game. Yeah. You know, because the expectations for State aren't, like, as high as they were in previous years. Like, last year, we thought we were going 10-2 and two Yeah. at the start of the year. Now, I'd be very happy with 8-4, and four, I think would be a, a pretty good season. Yeah, I'd be very happy with that. Mm-hmm. See, with me, the fact that they waited so long to declare McKay the starter means that he like he was a starter throughout spring training mm-hmm. and, and um, throughout the summer. But the fact that he wasn't named the starter earlier means that either he wasn't he he didn't separate himself that much from Hawkman. Yeah. So I think if I'm going to take it back to when Finley first started, he was split in time with Jalen McClendon. Now, yeah. In this case, McKay has been named the starter, mm-hmm. but. McClendon threw two picks, and then the job was Finley's for the next, what, three years? Pretty much. So, I'm not going to sit here and say McKay's going to go out and throw two picks, but I think if you see a couple of bad series from Matt McKay, we're probably going to see Bailey Hockman come off the sideline and see what he's got. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. But McKay also, yeah. last year, was Finley's backup and played very well. Yeah, in the he, he went he seven did. for eight all year, which is a pretty acceptable uh, pass completion percentage. I mean, it's, it's okay, John. He did miss a <laughs> it's pass. It's okay, yeah. He did throw one in completion. But, but yeah, that's NC State football for you. Pretty much. That's all we got to talk about, really. Noon uh, kickoff. Noon kickoff this Saturday against ECU. Um, we should win. It's just we should be ECU. That's the way it should always be. Sounding very arrogant, but I mean, we should. You're not wrong, but I don't know. What do you mean sounding very arrogant? Well, this is their Super Bowl every year. They come to state and like this is their game. This is like when we play UNC. When we lose to ECU, it's like grounds for the coach to get fired. We should always be ECU. I mean, we should. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it, like, you, we were talking about before the show, like, as far as game prediction, I think it's going to be pretty close. Like, I think, yeah, I think it'll be close, but I think we'll win. Is it minus 16 and a half? Minus 16 and a half. It'll be, it, ECU will be closer than two possessions. Yeah. It'll be a two possession game, I think. Yeah. I mean, Mike Houston won national championships at the Division II level. Yeah. I mean, that's a good hire. I was surprised. 
that yeah. ECU got him. That is a good and hire. Not someone else getting him. Let's talk about the rest of college football. Who's going to win, Clemson or Alabama? There's or do, you, not a, there's, do you think another team has a chance? It would be so boring if Clemson or Alabama won. Like it would just be bad for college football. I feel like, but like, probably I like Clemson better just because I'm always go ACC. So I'm mm-hmm. a smidgen bit biased, but I just don't want Alabama to win. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Alabama wins this year. I think Tua has a really good year. Um, in his uh only only his second year as a starter. That's true. Is this the best quarterback Nick Saban's ever had? Uh, as a talent, I think so. As a talent, I think so. I'm trying to think back. I really liked McElroy, uh, although he was never the talent that um, uh, Tua Tagovailoa is. But um, AJ McCarron was pretty good. But I think Tua is the real deal. So this might be the the best quarterback Nick Saban's had. So who knows yeah, what he can I agree do with, with a good quarterback now? Honestly, I I think we saw what they did last year, and then they kind of relied on their offense last year more than they did their defense in years past, and Clemson took advantage of it. Dude, Trevor Lawrence, man. Trevor Lawrence oh is the real deal, no doubt about it. I think I want to disagree and say another can win it, but no, Clemson or Alabama. I always say Michigan has a chance, and then Ohio State beats the crap out of them. <laughs> and Ohio State's playing without, uh, well, Urban Meyer's not coaching this year, so yeah, Clemson versus Alabama. Is this part four or will this be part five? That's I don't think it's been five. I think this might be four. It's Dude, definitely not I been think, four I straight. Think this is five. It's not been four straight for sure. Like I'm. I think it has been four straight. Really? No, because Florida State won with Jameis Winston. Yeah, in JT 2013. Barrett won with um, Ohio State. I think this. Would be yeah, four. Four straight years. Okay, so this, this is will not the be fifth. five. This will be the fifth straight year. This really? Yeah. Yeah, it was Alabama and then Clemson and then Alabama and then Clemson. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry, because Alabama beat Georgia. They beat them in the, but it's the fifth straight time that they'll probably play because Alabama played Clemson in the playoff. Okay. And beat them the All year right. that they beat Georgia. That's in the what I was thinking about. I don't remember. Yeah. Alabama. It'll be the, it'll be the fifth straight year that they match up in the playoffs. Okay. And there's right. no doubt about that. I'll okay, bet. Okay, okay, I'll okay. bet my life savings on it. Which is what nothing. Nothing. I'll I'll bet nothing on it. <laughs> But <laughs> I'll take that action. I'll raise you. I'll take your life savings and raise you by my life savings. Any takers? Um, Just tweet at us nah, if you're any I'm takers. Good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's all we're going to talk about college football. Me and John are big homers for the Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah. Excited about it. Got a season coming up that Cam got injured. I was watching the play. I thought. John, like the, do you want to say what you texted me? Yeah, the first well, thing. No, I'm not going to say what I texted you. John I, was very I was, upset. I was very, very, very upset when I saw Cam got hurt because I was at the gym and I just got a notification that said uh, Cam was hurt, and I was like, and he's, right, yeah, he was out. Yeah. This is the end. It was just like this is it. <laughs> if you if you watched it, you knew it was just something that he was like moving up in the pocket, and then he twisted his like foot on somebody and then someone fell on top yeah, of Yeah, but them. that's how it looked when Greg Olson broke his foot and he hasn't been the same in two and a half years. That's true. I think Cam is going to be okay. Like Ron Rivera said, I he think has so. I think so too. But, Cam is going to start. But my my chagrin when he was uh, hurt was very justified, I think. I mean, Panic mode was justified. You're literally just saying I was justified in being mad. Panic like, who, mode who, who, was justified. When Cam got hurt in a preseason game, absolutely. NFL's trying to ham up the storylines in preseason because the NBA always wins off season and NFL never does. And 
Mm. Now it's preseason and college football's winning the headlines. So anyway, we got the fourth game tonight. Who are we playing? Pittsburgh again? Yep. Every year. I think we have a shot. They don't have Antonio Brown. <laughs> I think uh I can't watch the fourth preseason game. Okay. I just can't do it because it doesn't matter. And all that happens is you get to watch the guys get the 53rd spot on the roster who will never make a difference during the season. Mm-hmm. Or you get to see players get hurt but and see their though. football career careers ended. But it's- Most players who play tonight, because all, all 32 teams play tonight, most or like a lot of the players who play tonight will probably never play football again after tonight. It's oh, yeah. sad. You saw the tweet. It's that very I saw sad. the same tweet. Yes, it's very sad. <laughs> I think it's cool. It's like senior night. Because <laughs> they're world class athletes. They're the best players from their hometown, as the yeah. tweet we're both referencing yeah. said. Like they'll go back. Hopefully, they went to class when they were in school, and they'll have that education to fall back on. Football players. I just went said to class hopefully. In school? I just said hopefully. Oof. You don't know. Yeah, hopefully. Everyone's an individual. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Panthers are uh, probably going to keep three quarterbacks, and uh, we'll see what happens with the season. But we're, with that, we're going to take another song break, and then John's going to have to leave and go to work. Yeah. And so when we come back, I'm an adult. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll have me to listen to. Oh, by the way, next week's show is most likely yet to be confirmed going to be at 3 o'clock instead of 4 so, you guys will tune in at three. Obviously, follow us on Twitter at Packets Life NCSU to confirm that for sure. Um, whether it's at three or four, but we're trying to get it switched around so John doesn't have to leave early for work. So, bye, John. We're going to play him off with his song, Ricky Bobby by Dame Dalla, which is, of course, Damian Lillard. So, and when we come back, you'll have me and I'll uh, talk to you about some stuff. And then I'll probably just. Leave a little bit before five and see you guys next week. So this is uh, Ricky Bobby by Dame Dalla. Look me up and down. I'm really from the town. Got the bloody shoes. Diamond for the crown. I'm moving with a smile. They ain't on my level. I gotta dumb it down. I'm trying to poppy. Like a sloppy. On my high horse. I'm a jockey. Ladies love me. Suckers not me. The main attraction. Ricky Bobby. I done been around the block and turned a couple times. Been around some shooting, seen a couple nines. Made a couple millions, hit a couple dimes. Speaking on my name, they don't suck the time. A hood star to say the least. Blessings going up, but my presence don't decrease. Always in a mix, but I was never in the streets. You can't compare some Gucci to the belly of the beast. I know a few that's mad that that rollie don't get shot. Cold plain chain, and you know it don't tick tock. Know a couple bookies, what a blessing to be Chris Rock. We was on the same boat, now I'm on a big. Look me up and down, I'm really from the town Got the bloody shoes, diamond for the crown The gang moving mean, I'm moving with a smile They ain't on my level, I gotta dumb it down I'm trying to poppy, like a sloppy On my high horse, I'm a jockey Ladies love me, suckers not me The main attraction, Ricky Bobby 
When you watch the way I step, you see it in my stride. Ain't got a fake bone. It's so comprised. If you ever hear I'm basic, then somebody lied. And my daddy's son. And my pop survived. I'm reserved, but I be all I can be. The apple of they eye, but I'm far from the tree. It's graceful how them diamond chains fall on the tee. Put me in a room, I bet they follow the lead. Uh, I never leave with my bread or be blowing smoke. I try to use my status for the okie doke. I walk it like I talk it, Naomi flow. Real Brookfield, if you know, you know. Look me up and down, I'm really from the town. Got the bloody shoes, diamond flooded crown. The gang moving mean, I'm moving with a smile. Lean on my level, I gotta dumb it down. I'm cut the poppy, uh, like a sloppy. Uh, on my high horse, uh, I'm a jockey. Uh, ladies love me, ladies. Suckers not me, the main attraction, Ricky Bobby. Eighty-eight point one WKNC Packers Life Sports Show coming at you live on this Thursday afternoon. That was Dame Dollar or Damian Lillard for you basketball fans with his song "Ricky." Bobby, that was John's selection, but I liked it too. I don't think he cares though. But he had to leave early for work in case you uh, are just joining us, so it's just me for this last couple minutes. And I said I was going to come back and talk to you guys about some stuff. And here's some of the stuff that I have on the docket to talk to you guys about. So if you are on the internet at all, you've probably seen that video of Carly Lloyd, uh, women's national team player for the USA Soccer kicking a 55-yard field goal right down the middle. And I think that's pretty cool. And she actually, if you're following the story at all, got some legitimate interest from some NFL teams because like if you're from Chicago or NC State maybe sometimes, although our kicker's been pretty good. But anyway, a good kicker is hard to come by. And honestly, we don't care if you're a guy or a girl. And Carly Lloyd got some interest from some NFL teams, which got a good conversation going. Like, would we actually finally see a woman in the NFL? Which I think would be freaking awesome. Like, I would get her jersey. But not everyone was excited. In fact, Keenan Allen, a very good, often injured wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers, former first-round pick, um, he had unprompted, nobody asked him, but he uh, tweeted out in relation to the uh, Carly Lloyd video, Sounds sweet, little somebody blocked the kick and all of a sudden she on defense would be like the stampede scene in the Lion King movie. Okay, kind of funny comparison, but I think what he's going for is saying that even if her kicks are good, when it doesn't get past the line of scrimmage, she wouldn't be able to make a tackle or she would get destroyed. Maybe, let's assume for the sake of argument that Keenan Allen is right about this. Let's assume that she would not be able to make the tackle, which maybe he's an NFL player. Maybe he does know that. Let's assume he's right there. What kicker is making the tackle, Keenan Allen? There isn't a single kicker. Like, if your kick gets blocked, nobody is like, man, that kicker really should have made that tackle. No, they get trampled every single time. So even if she does get trampled, so I don't understand why he felt the need to say this and rain on a pretty dang good parade just by saying, well, man, if she got that kick block, it, w- it wouldn't be pretty. So what? No kicker makes a tackle anyway. It becomes a sports center highlight if a punter or a kicker gets a tackle. 
And we're putting that on SportsCenter. Man, look at that little kicker getting a tackle. Good for him. Good for him. So that's a bad take, Keenan Allen. But that's my take. By the way, you guys don't know this, but over the summer, I did change my uh, DJ name. So when you become a DJ at WKNC, which if you're a student at NC State, you absolutely should try it. It's awesome. But you have to come up with a DJ name and like, Freshman going into sophomore year, me obviously hadn't found my identity as a DJ. So I went with DJ Lunch Money, which is, I guess, okay. It goes with the whole all about the Benjamins money theme, right? But through the recommendation of a friend of mine, Christian, said, you know, you should uh, you should go by Stack and Benjamins. And I realized that's a good DJ name. So my new DJ name, which if you see me, you can call me by, is Stack and Benji's. It's a great DJ name. In fact, it's probably the best one ever. And uh, that's just my take. But I thought you guys would be interested in this life update on me and my new DJ name. All right, what else do we got here? Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. Have I tried it? No, I have not tried it. I've only been to Popeye's once, and I kind of got sick. But that's not Popeye's fault. I um, Unfortunately, as a kid, I love fried chicken, but... Once I got older, I started to get sick from it. I think it's too much grease. So, like, I like the taste of fried chicken. I enjoy eating it. But then afterwards, it's just not very pleasant for me. So, I don't really eat fried chicken. But I did try Popeye's chicken one time. And then I also, I got sick from it. So, I was like, uh, chicken is their thing. And the chicken makes me sick. So, I don't really try it. But that's only with, like, typical fried chicken. Like, chicken sandwiches do not make me sick. But I have not been to the Popeye's chicken sandwich for a couple reasons. One, I just haven't made the time to do it everyone is doing it because everybody is doing it it's just a chicken sandwich they've been around for like since the 1940s so like 80 years put in a chicken piece of chicken between two pieces of bread and adding mayonnaise or not chick-fil-a puts a pickle in there which is obviously a mistake but you can just get it without the pickle so all is right in america but everyone's obsessed with this popeye's chicken sandwich and i don't know I guess I can't say it's not that good. I haven't tried it yet, so it wouldn't be fair to say it was bad. But now it's out of stock, which in my opinion, for all you conspiracy theorists out there, is a strategic move from Popeye's. Supply and demand, baby. Supply and demand. Everyone wants to try it. All of a sudden, boom, it's out of stock. What, we ran out of chicken? Not likely. Chick-fil-A hadn't run out of chicken yet. It's a strategic move. We got lines. It's all over social media. I was reading online. There's this marketing firm in Michigan that estimated that Popeyes have gotten $23 million worth of free advertising from this whole ordeal, which I guess they could be doing right now because I'm talking about them, so I've kind of fallen victim to the whole the whole thing, their whole scheme and plan. But I mean, if the chicken sandwich is good, then it's good. I'm not going to hate on it. But also people like just like taking a dump on Chick-fil-A just because they like Popeye's chicken sandwich better is, is just unreasonable. Like you love Chick, Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich for many years and all of a sudden just one just becomes a little bit better and then Chick-fil-A's all of a sudden trash. That's just that's just wrong. There's Both chicken sandwiches can be really good and different people can like different ones. I've heard varying opinions on it. John, if he was here, would be just hardcore writing for uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. He likes it a lot. But I will I try it? Maybe. I know you were thinking it. You were wondering if I would, and maybe I might. I definitely am not going to wait in line to try a chicken sandwich. I can just go to Bojangles and get those fries. They're really good. All right. What else do we have here? Andrew Luck retired, but you've already heard about that. 
So in case you hadn't heard about it, Andrew Luck retired. No, I'm just kidding. That's not all I'm going to say. It brings up an interesting um, topic because he t- retired at the age of 29 and other notable players like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson retired at age 30. But I wasn't really surprised when I saw that he had retired because of the injury troubles that he's had while he played in Indianapolis. And like up in, except for like a couple years, he's had really atrocious offensive lines. So he's just been getting murdered back there. So I really don't blame him. And the other thing is he's already made a ton of money. So I can't really, like, people out there blaming him or the Colts fans that booed him for retiring, let's let me pay you millions and millions of dollars and then when you're 29, just get upset when you decide you just want to chill out. He's probably going to become an analyst or a coach or something like that. Maybe not right away. I mean, he wants to get a mental break from football. But I completely understand. And there's guys like Gronk walked away a little bit early from injury issues. Greg Olson, he might retire a little bit early although he's not quite as young as Andrew Luck and Antonio Brown was talking about retiring because he wasn't getting his helmet which makes me think about what's changed in like society as a whole or the NFL where now players are feeling open to talk about I just don't really like football anymore so I'm just going to retire versus we may have not seen this at as high a clip um like in years past. Another name just came up was Patrick Willis was a guy that retired really young. He was a really good linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. And I think the reason that you're seeing these guys retire younger versus back in the day when uh, players played through all their injuries and whatnot is I think because of all the information we have about what football does to their brains. I mean, these guys are not dumb. They know they're sacrificing maybe future health for a lot of money now. And so, I mean, I would do it. I'm sure most of us listening would. You know, they have to put in a lot of work, but they do get a lot of money. And it's okay as long as they know the risks. That was the um, the scandal before, the scandal of it, is lying to players and telling them that there isn't a risk. They aren't risking their future health or current health. But now players know they are. So before, players are like, I'm making a lot of money. This kind of sucks right now, but I'm still making a lot of money. And what can I do now to make that much money? Versus now players are realizing that they might not be able to walk right after they retire from knee injuries or whatnot. Or they might not be all there from injuries to their brain when they're 60 and they might not be able to enjoy the rest of their life. You gotta remember, these guys are people and not just football players. And so if they know what they're risking and all of a sudden, when you're not enjoying it, that's just another Wait on the side of, if you're weighing the scale of should I retire or not, you have a lot of money on one side, having a lot of fun on another, it's basically all you, on the same side, excuse me, and then it's basically all I've done for most of my life on that all same side. On the opposite side, you have, I'm risking my future health, which I'm fine with. Now, all of a sudden, you take the, I don't enjoy it anymore, and you put it on the same side with, I'm risking future health. A lot of players are making that choice, like Andrew Luck, that's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to call it a career and walk away with my millions of dollars. And by the way, the Colts did let him keep up to like $25 million that he was supposed to have paid back. A couple reasons that could be for that is obviously they want to leave the door open for him if he wants to, if he decides after a couple years that he wants to come back because he's still a really good quarterback. Um, The other thing could be you maybe could have involved some kind of signing of some kind of waiver so he didn't get, so he couldn't sue them, the organization, for 
any part they may have played in like making him play through injuries or something like that. That's just speculation on my part. And then the other thing is that it was a pretty good PR move for the Colts. Like this is like they really didn't set him up to succeed while he was there. I mean, you've seen the uh, bit on social media. 20 years of Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck at quarterback and only having one ring to show for it. They really didn't set up Andrew Luck for a success while he was there. So it could, and the other last possibility, it could genuinely just be a a gesture of goodwill and gratitude for, well, we understand where you are, Andrew, and we thank you for the service you gave us. But for the record, that's enough about Andrew Luck. I think Jacoby Brissett is going to be really good for them. Like, I think he's going to have a borderline Pro Bowl year. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts this year. And it's probably not going to surprise any of you guys listening because if you're listening, you're probably NC State students or NC State alumni or NC State fans, and you know what Jacoby can do. But basically the reason I think that, I'm just going to boil it down for you, is because the Patriots picked him. And they just don't pick bad players. And I think he's going to be really good for the Colts. And we're going to have Naheem Hines back there. Imagine you got to go to NC State football games like me. I got to go to a game and watch an NFL running back and an NFL quarterback. Not a lot of college students get that experience. I think that's pretty cool. Um, that's all I have for you today. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Next week's show, it is a likelihood that it will be at 3 p.m. And for the remainder of the semester, it will run from 3 to 4. And John will be here at the full hour. But he has to leave a little bit early because he has to bus back and then drive to work. And he can't be late for work. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Pack His Life Sports Show. I'm very grateful for your you guys' support and tuning in. A lot of you are repeat listeners. And uh, I really do appreciate it. It does make a difference. You can follow us on Twitter at Packus Life, NCSU. And uh, you can always DM us any song requests you have. If you want me to play a song, if it's clean and it's not super popular, I'll play it on the next week's show. And uh, always looking for music suggestions. So thank you so much for listening. You guys have a great rest of your weekend.